Hey everybody, this is Kyle with Lydia Can't Breathe, and you're listening to the Broody. Ah, god damn it! Hold up, man. <laughs> I remember this. Oh my god! All right, here we go. Hey everybody, this is Kyle from Lydia Can't Breathe, and you're listening to the Broody Delicious Podcast. Cool, man. It's been a while. You've been doing all right? Yeah, can't complain. Staying busy for sure. How you making out through all this mess? We're finally on the, the upside now, right? It feels good to be. Uh, yeah, out of, it, out of it for sure. We're about to hit the road. So I was like, just amped that uh, there's been no indication of cancellations or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a blessing. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you worried about it? Are you doing anything different? Or are you doing any precautions or anything to get out I mean, of here. You mean not to get sick or whatever? Or whatever, yeah. I mean, not really. I mean, uh our uh, our publicist lady was uh, you know, suggesting that maybe we don't do like meet and greets, you right. know what I mean, and stuff like that. Uh just so that way we're not in too much contact, you know, with too many people. Right. Um but I mean, we'll probably like you know what I mean? Play it like not stupid, but we're not going to like not talk to the fans or nothing like that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like hugging or I guess right. I usually smoke, you know, smoke weed with everybody and stuff. I probably won't. You know what I mean? I'll smoke my own joint by myself or something. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's it going to finally feel like to be out on the road on a consistent, because I'm sure you've done one-offs, but what's it going to be like to finally do, you know, a, a consistent tour night after night? Oh, dude, I don't even know. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, it's been since 2019. So I'm like, it's only 17 days, which is actually a small tour. But like, for me, I'm just so excited, you know, just to get back out there and see how everything is kind of a little nervous, you know what I mean? To see, like, is everything going to be cool? Because like, it's cool down in Florida where I'm at, but like, am I going to go to some of these states? And then like, these people are like pissed off that we're playing or something, you know what I mean? I don't want to deal with those vibes. You know what I mean? I would think that um, that that sort of has gone away now, maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe the states or certain parts of the states are. Yeah, I don't. that's where I don't know if each state is different. But I know, like, Florida, everyone's like, you know what I mean? No one's really worried about it. There are a bunch of people that, you know, wear masks and, you know, take that precaution and stuff. Florida's um, always been the Wild West through this whole thing, though, hasn't it? Yeah, no one, yeah, like, no one gave a shit down here is how yeah. I feel like. No I mean, one, yeah, Santos no was just like, fuck it, we're just going to do whatever we want. Let's go, yeah. <laughs> now right. it's getting crazy, though. It's, like, getting overpopulated down here. Like, uh, it's, like, a lot of people are moving here. Like, all, you know what I mean? Like, the economy is booming because everybody's seen that we will not shut down. Right. And I think a lot of people are like, yo, I'm not even taking the chance. And, like, people from all over the country, New York, California, uh, Tennessee, you see all the different tags because they haven't even switched their tags yet. I lived in St. Pete for 15 years and I've, we go back and visit every once in a while and it's crazy built up and packed and yeah, there's like no houses and everything is just building building you. Right. Yeah. It's so crazy. I got my house like six years ago or something like that. And it like quadrupled in value. You know what I mean? Every day I'm just like, I should just sell this and just go on tour forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing here? 
So your latest single, Sick Now, I believe that's the latest one, right? There hasn't been one. Yep, yep, yep. The response I've looked at, I mean, I've looked at YouTube, I've looked a bit here and there. It, the response has been great. What does that feel like to know that people are still fine, or still not finally, but still getting you and still connecting with your stuff? I'm actually super stoked on, uh, the, and the track's a little different than anything we ever did. So it was kind of like a little, you know, nerve wracking. We were debating what to release because we got a bunch of you know you got a bunch of songs in the kitty and like we don't release everything so we'll sit there as a band you know what i mean and that was one of the five that we picked you know for the releases this year mm -hmm. and i knew it was different but i felt like it was with the times of what's going on right and i showed it you know uh to our publicist and like my booking agent and a couple other people you know that are in the circle and they were all like yeah, man, I feel like this is really good with what's going on, even though it's like a little uh, avant-garde, you know, style, you know what I mean? A little bit in it. Right. They were, they thought it was a good, you know, good first release of the five that were dropping, especially because it was like right when COVID went crazy again. And that's kind of what the song is about. You well, know? yeah, I mean, I was reading the lyrics there on the bottom of that YouTube page and right on i mean do you believe what we see in the news or do you know that we are fucked you guys are right on topic here right on point yeah and it happens it's just coincidence because we wrote the song like when it started not knowing that it would still be like i wrote it when i had covid i was like uh stuck at home i quarantined mm -hmm. and they sent me the tracks and i track it like you know like the demos at my house or whatever and uh i was literally sick that day and I couldn't even really like sing like, you know, like hardcore. I'm just doing like the scratch track. Right. And I just came up with that like kind of whisper talk. And I don't know if it was like because I was, you know what I mean, going, uh, you know, not feeling good that day. But then I just was like, man, you know what I mean? I guess that was pretty good. Like when we, you know, got back to listening to it, like and I showed the band, they were all like, oh, dude, that's really cool. You know what I mean? And then we just moved forward on it and, uh, you know, did the full production. Gotcha. Are you um are you planning on sticking with that the new business model of the of the music business, I guess, where you're gonna be doing singles every six weeks, four weeks, whatever that is? Or are you planning yeah. on doing like a full release? Yeah, yeah, I think when we spoke last, we had just started it last year. Yeah. Um, and we kind of maybe had one that didn't come out for like 12 weeks. I think sick now is the longest, is because we were kind of uh waiting for the video and we didn't want to drop it. But other than that, I think uh we were dropping one every like uh, six to eight weeks last year. And I feel like it's a lot more expensive on our end. You know what I mean? To do like a full on campaign, you know what I mean? For it's every fun, single. Yeah. yeah. But it also, it's like, how are we going to compete with all, you know, the other artists, the hip hop artists and everybody that's like, I know a rapper guy that drops a video like every three weeks, like a music video, like, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, how are we, it's crazy even, because, yeah. you know, I have kids that are in their teen or late teens and 20s, but they are that whole generation where they just want something new, one song, something new, three minutes, attention spans are short, and they need, like, new stuff every every minute. They're not like old school where I want the record and I want to sit and read it and listen to it. And It's very different, and I imagine as an artist, yeah. it's hard to reinvent yourself and stay that way. Yeah, like, it's it's so crazy. Like, I can't. I remember exactly what you're saying, like listening to the whole album or finding one song that I liked. So after I found the one song that I liked, here, I'm going to go inside because this guy's like starting to mow his lawn. Yeah, no worries. 
but I find, you know, the one song that I like, and then I would listen to the whole entire album. You know what I mean? And now I feel like people don't even care. Like they basically, sorry, they discover, they discover though, um, like an artist and then they don't even care about the artist itself. It's just that song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then whatever's coming out next, if I don't have another song coming out, they're just going to move on to the next guy. So it's like, I have to be in their face. And then even on the social medias, if you don't drop content, like consistently, it just bogs down your algorithm. So it's like, if I'm not dropping the heat all the time, you're not even seeing it, even if you are on my page, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's crazy. It's the, the workload is insane. Yeah. And, and I don't see it getting any better. I think that's, that's what we've developed. Nah, yeah. Social media bullshit. Yeah. This has evolved is what it is. And it's like, if you don't want to play it like this, then you don't get to be a part of it anymore. You know what I mean? That's how I feel anyway. So you got a new single coming out. What, is there another one in the queue already or you're still? Oh, yeah, yeah. We just did another music video. It's called uh, Electric Powder. It should be coming out in like the next like, I don't know, I want to say like three to four weeks or something like that. Um, I don't want to say that. <laughs> like, you oh, know, no, that's fine. Exact date no, 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 I get it. It doesn't come out. But, uh, they filmed the video and the song is recorded, but it is not in my hands. I did my part. Yeah, I did my part. That's all I could tell you. But uh, I'm super excited. We uh, we rented like an industrial warehouse um, to do it. You know what I mean? And it was just like a super like the last, you know, Sick Now was done at like a film, you know, place where they build, you know, like movie scenes and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But this we just did it like, oh, we just rented this industrial warehouse and it's got broken, you know, metal like all kinds of crazy stuff right and it just was like eye candy without even doing anything and we just kind of like set up in the middle of it you know what i mean and i don't know we did some cool stuff there's like some drive scenes in it and stuff like that um it's about like a a drug that's what electric powder is it's a drug that my uh old guitar teacher told me about hold on real thing yeah and he said yeah. So my teacher, uh, Paul Chapman, he, uh, rest his soul. He actually passed away last year. Um, he was a part of, uh, the UFOs. I don't know if you're familiar with, you know, the old band from the eighties UFOs. And he was also in a, a band called wasted, I believe in a couple oh, yeah. other. Okay. Bands. So I do know UFO and I do know wasted with Pete way. Yeah. He was uh lead guitar player. So wow. um, yeah. And he, uh, told me a story about when they were kids uh, over in Britain that there was this crazy drug that was like from a, made out of electricity or something like that. You know what I mean? And I was just like, what? I've never heard of this shit. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, that's cool. Um, and uh, I actually uh, wrote some of the riffs and stuff with him before he passed. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he was my guitar teacher uh, forever. And I never, um, even when I quit kind of taking lessons, I would just go to his house and we would just jam. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I would always run my material by him because, like, this guy's worked with everybody. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, he knows what's popping. Sure. And uh, we kind of designed the riffs, you know what I mean, like, together. And then 
you know, he had passed and I had to write lyrics to the song. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write it about what that, you know, something that he had told me. Maybe it's not the best, you know, tribute, I guess you would say, you know, to somebody, <laughs> right. but like, um, but he's still, it's still thinking about him, I guess. Yeah, 100. You know what I mean? So I was just like, basically, um, you know what I mean? I love the guy more than anything. And he's like made me who I am as a as a musician. You know what I mean? He basically um, taught me a lot about guitar, but also, you know, you know, guided me through business choices. Like, you know what I mean? And a lot of stuff in the industry I knew from him. So, I mean, it's kind of like a tribute to him, even though it's kind of like a crazy song about, you know, a drug over and uh, overseas. But I just thought it was no one's ever heard about it. So I was like, yeah, we're writing a song it's called <laughs> Electric Powder. Like, you know what I mean? Nice. So, yeah, that's kind of how it all stemmed. Are you guys always writing? Have you taken time during this uh, downtime to actually keep writing or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got like seven more songs we haven't even recorded right now. And then the bass player and the, my guitar player, I write too, but because I'm always writing the lyrics, I feel like they beat me, you know what I mean, to the right. the music part sometimes. I think they like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But uh, I, I write, you know, I used to write all the material. And then the guys I got with me now have been there for a long time. So, I mean, I like to share it. I know that's what they like about, you know, being in a band is being one of the writers, you know, contributing. They sure. want it to feel like theirs um so skin in the yeah. game yep exactly so they got like 12 songs each probably that i haven't even listened to that i'll only pick like four out of each and they'll hate me for it you know what right. i mean they'll just be like oh dude and i'm like dude i can't even sing in that key like i told you that like what are you doing you know what i mean right but um yeah we, and then i got another couple that i'm almost completely done with because i kind of you know write the whole thing and then show them Cause I have the privilege of knowing what I can sing over without having, right. you know, to show any of them. So, but yeah, we're, we're nonstop. We got, uh, another nine songs that are already fully recorded by Andrew Wade and Andy Kopovich over at, uh, damn it. I suck. I can't even remember the name audio compound in Orlando. Um, and then we have, like I said, we're, we got like another seven or eight songs, and I'm in Andy's ear right now trying to figure out if they got extra time to get a sing because we want to, you know, record another 10 or something this year. And that way we can drop the songs we got now, right. throw away, you know, the songs that we don't care for, even though, you know, we worked on. Right. And then um, have some new ones to pick from. And that way we don't get stagnant. But we uh, we meet up like twice a week, you know what I mean? Just to jam. So. Oh, nice. So you guys actually write in the old traditional sense, like banging things off each other? sort of Yes, eh, kind of. It's more of like they bring the song, you know what I mean? And then we, we, we mix it up at practice. Like, but a lot of like the ideas stem from them writing it on the computer. Right. They'll even, you know, build the drums, the MIDI drums and all that. And then I'm like, okay, I can sing over this or can we change this little, you know, part right here or whatever? And then we all come to my agreements, I think, <laughs> because right. they're just like, you know what I mean? But I think it, 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 uh, it shows in the way because bands that actually get into, even if you find tuning them or tweaking them at the end together in a room, it, there's something organic and 
I think, better than people just emailing stuff and never even being in the same state when they're recording a record. I think you can hear it. And you can call me crazy, but I think there is a difference. Well, it's, you know what it is, too, is it's also filtered right there on the spot through that many people. So say, like, you have an opinion, I have an opinion, you have knowledge, I have knowledge. And then we got three other, you know, smart people in the room or even the dumbest guy who's just got the one little gem, you know, one little cherry on top or something like that. And when you're emailing back and forth, I feel like, like you said, it's like the, the one guy's already worked all that out himself. So even for the other guys to step in, sometimes it doesn't happen. Right. And um, a collaboration, it seems like is more successful. That's even kind of uh, what I learned through recording with these new producers. Uh, they like to not have you be scared to develop your song. Like, you know what I mean? You can't just be like, I wrote it. That's the best shit I ever right. heard in my life. And you know what I mean? Right. If I had like nine gold records, I would probably just walk in and say that, but I don't right. have nine gold records. So. <laughs> no, no, I get that. And I mean, I guess it's tough to hand over your baby at the end of the day, if this is something you've been uh, working on forever. But in the end, I guess that's what producers and engineers are for, right? To be the guy that makes those fucked up decisions and saying, hey, you yeah. know, here you go at the door. We've got to do it this way. Your kid's ugly. You know what I mean? You don't want to hear that. (laughs) Right. It It has some redeeming qualities, but your kid's got buck teeth or something, right? Yep. So what's next for you guys? What's next for Lydia Can't Breathe? Besides Um, the 17-day run, what do you got going on? um, We got another tour brewing up. Uh, We haven't announced any dates, but we did announce Rock uh, Fest um, up in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're playing that. And then obviously we don't want to fly in um because then we'll have to you know rent gear and do all this stuff and we're not backlined you know what i mean so we're basically uh driving out there so we'll probably do like another you know two or three weeks um then and that will be uh in july uh when that tour is coming out we're actually going to announce that one soon i think most of the dates are booked but we're not allowed to sure announcing right. i imagine i imagine with the price of gas these days you're going to need stops along the way just to fill the tank right it's crazy and we're trying to get you know just a little extra from all the promoters and i mean they've been pretty cool about it but uh we're just like yo man even if it's just you know like an extra you know little bit it will just help us you know pay for the gas at least like you said because the gas right. is like calculated in man it's so crazy it's going to be like three times as much as it's been the last couple of times we toured. It's, it's a nightmare. It's back before. Oh my, when was it like this last, you know what I mean? It was like six years ago, maybe. Yeah, Maybe even more. Cause this is really yeah. what it's like by you, but here in Virginia, it's over four now. It's like four. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's not there yet here, but I mean, it's like high threes. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty shitty thinking that we finally came out of, the, the one thing and we're and ready to go and all these bands are ready to get out on the road and do their thing. And now you got to worry about this back end. Yes. Because yeah. I mean, that is a thing to consider if you're, you know, jumping in the van and towing the trailer, right? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Cause the trailer's going to eat more gas. And then on top of that, just it's like, you're factoring that into your cost. And then, uh, I mean, the promoter isn't really raising his ticket price. You know what I mean? So you're right. kind of being like, yo, can you work with us? Like, gas is going to be an extra two or 300 for that night. And 
you know what I mean? If they don't want to work with you, then you're just making two or 300 bucks less every night, right. which is whatever, but you know what I mean? So we if, don't, you're, we don't. if you're a fan and you're watching or listening or doing whatever, buy fucking merch and buy a ticket. Please do everybody for sure. <laughs> Cause we want to keep coming back for sure. Yeah. Cause this is not uh, the old days of uh, glamor and staying at the Hilton's while you're on the road. This is uh no, not like them guys the behind you. They enjoyed it. Kiss yeah. and they rocking, you know what I mean? They had some fun. Right, private jets and the whole deal. Yeah. Throwing TVs out of windows and all that fun stuff and having somebody else to pay for the shit. Yeah. Fake it to make it, dude. <laughs> right on. Anyway, that's all I've got. I hope that wasn't too bad. Did we miss anything you want to cover? Nah, man. You rule. It's always it's always a pleasure. Absolutely. I don't know if you I haven't seen your routing yet, but hopefully you get over towards Virginia some way. I think we are like the first couple of days. If you see something close and you're available, let me know for sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll take a look at the routing when I get off of here. You're still, Sean is still hooking you guys up, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if I see yeah. something, yeah, Sean is the best. I will, yeah. uh, if I see something close to me or, or drivable, you know, with this $15 a gallon bullshit, I will uh, hit her up and then I'll come out and see, we can have a beer finally. For sure. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate oh, it. Yeah. Be Respect safe on the road. You. It was great seeing you again. I'll talk to Always you. Always a pleasure. Thanks, man. Well. Right up. Right, Bye. Hello out there. Yes, we're out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!